Hello, everyone, and welcome to VR Verdict, episode 64, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I'm PJ. I'm Wookie. And we'd love to share VR with you. This episode, we're joined by Tony, a.k.a. Jackal Dude Gaming, on YouTube. Just a fun guy to talk to, great outlook on all things VR. Check out his links in the show notes below, but we talk about all kinds of stuff this episode. So that's just our uh, recording bot, Craig. I see. He's He's been working pretty well, but sometimes he bitches out and leaves. So if you hear him beeping, don't just ignore him. Okay. <laughs> we do have other recorders going. Yeah, no worries. Or if you need to blame something on somebody, I just use Craig. Just blame Craig. <laughs> Fucking Craig. I was talking to you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I'll introduce you to and then we just start talking about whatever. So we're pretty... I don't know if you've listened to any episodes, but we're pretty laid back and just go with it. So, yeah, sounds good, man. Yeah, I've definitely listened to quite a few. It's a, uh, it's definitely uh, a very chill vibe, and I dig that a lot. <laughs> we <I> try. <laughs> so, Wookie, this is Tony. Tony, this is Wookie. Hey, what's Tony? up, Wookie? Every time I pause, no one says anything, but when I start talking, people, <laughs> I always interrupt everyone on the introduction. So. <laughs> <No worries. laughs> Joining us is Tony from Jackal Dude Gaming. You're pretty much a YouTube streamer, content creator. Is that what you would call yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, YouTuber mostly than anything. Streaming and all that stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you stream mostly VR stuff? All, all VR stuff? or a mix Yeah, of the channel is primarily um, on just VR stuff and trying to help people understand it and and help people have fun with it because i think awesome. with the uh, vr growing stuff we kind of lose track of that sometimes yeah it's your um the second youtuber to you're kind of focused on helping people we ha- we talked to adam Bombody and she is just awesome oh yeah she's great. like tutorials and how to do this and hey look what i can do here's how you do it it's just you know instead of trying to like look at how cool i am and you have to figure it out you guys are just really helpful and they I think that's awesome because I know when we got into VR, like there wasn't a lot of information around and it was really confusing, but now there's like streaming and all kinds of stuff that you kind of want to get into. And it's just a lot. So yeah, it's, it's becoming a lot. And like Adam Bombardi is amazing. She literally wrote the book on like VR streaming and and content creating almost. Um, And like, especially back with the HTC Vive coming out, like it was complicated. (laughs) It's a little easier now, but not much. So much so she she's now like a live partner, like um, can't think of her official title. I know. I think everyone was really hyped to to see that. That was awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little about yourself and uh, what's going on in your world. Yeah, I, you know, VR is a, is a thing I got into, like most people, like you, you've heard of it, you thought it was cool and you never really gave it the time of day until someone threw a headset on your stupid face and you're like, whoa, this is dope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think everyone has that, uh, 
I, I like to call it the VR awakening story. Like yeah. that, that one moment where you're like, oh, okay, this is how I want to start gaming. <laughs> yeah. I love it to hear those. So I just, what's, what is yours? Um, yeah, so I was uh, in, in the long and dreary console wars. I was, I was Xbox for life. Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> my roommate at the time said there was like a PlayStation Expo going around um, where we lived at the time. And I wasn't really interested, but like I went anyways, obviously, because video games are dope. And uh, they had like a ballroom hole set up with tables and, and everything uh, to like have uh, VR experiences. I was like, well, I have to try it. And it was cool. I got to play uh, Farpoint for like nice. way before it was even like uh, slated for release. And um, putting on the headset and like they gave me the aim controller and I, it was weird. I knew ex exactly what I had to do. Like I knew where to put my hands to put it, uh, the rifle up to see through the reticle and I was blasting spiders. <laughs> um, and like from then on, I was like, oh, yeah, this is how I want to play video games when I'm when I get old and I need <laughs> exercise. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. But the, uh, yeah, when you said I knew exactly what to do. I'm like shelling out three grand for a gaming PC. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the the guy who said I would never go back to PlayStation. I, I literally got one like the week after, and like got a headset. And this is when like the PSVR was new, so I spent like four hundred dollars on just the headset, a couple hundred dollars on the on the console, the wands and camera didn't come included. I had to throw a couple hundred dollars at that. Like I'm probably the only idiot who immediately spent like over eight hundred dollars for PlayStation VR. <laughs> yeah, it was I like you said, I've always been an Xbox person, um, Dreamcast before that, Nintendo before that. Right on. Never had a PlayStation of any sort, not one. It's like the one system I've never owned. And not you know, nothing against it. It's just a lot of the games yeah. just never really did anything for me. But when we got into VR, I was like, What PlayStation has VR? Like, what the hell is this? Right, exactly. <laughs> so there. I'm thinking with the PS5, when VR 2.0 or whatever they have comes out, I'll probably have to find room somewhere to put it. <laughs> I I literally have a PS5. I'm honestly like, I feel bad because like I worked very hard to get, find a PS5 to buy it. I'm barely using it. And it's literally just waiting for the PSVR 2. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the controllers are good. So we'll see what happens. But there are like five or six PSVR games that I haven't ever played. And I just I'm dying to. And I, I know by the time I get get one, there'll be like the free games you get with it. So right. Yeah, exactly. And like well, back back then when I started, it, it was like there wasn't a whole lot for it. So then, you know, it, it just fed the addiction, though. And then from then on, that's when I like taught myself to build a computer and, and grab, you know, the HTC Vive when it came out. And it, nice. it's a it's a gateway drug. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to say something, Wookie? It was more about PlayStation stuff, but I just Go for it. recently read hooked up my PS4 and it's like, what kept me from PlayStation, I could get the, the PSVR because I have it still. But it's just, it's so, it feels so foreign. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, the UI is weird. And when I'd watch movies, I have to like turn the controller off. I have to go set audio settings every time. I have to manually turn the control off or it'll pop up. And like, there's no like watching a movie. Don't show me any goddamn note. It's just so like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, UI gets weird, and I mean, it's weird to see like the the PlayStation VR, like right now, 
is like ancient tech at this point you know with everything we have now but like that was just a few years ago where that was like one (laughs) of the only consumer vr headsets available and it's you never thought it would just be like oh i i put on one of those and i'm like i feel like i'm gonna run straight through a screen door (laughs) (laughs) it's it's strange to think that uh you know the quest is is growing but the the just with the psvr or the PlayStation install base, like that's the most popular headset by far. I know. Which is just crazy to think about. And it's, I don't know if it's like, I haven't used it, so I can't say, but in my book, you know, now that the Go isn't a thing, it's, it's probably like the worst. I don't know. You can correct me if you've used them all. Yeah. I I mean, like, like again, like I'm saying, like for today's standards, it's probably the worst quality headset to get. It's still Mm -hmm. fun. And like a lot of games on it are still, are still fun themselves yeah. but like the tech itself is like i mean using the wands like the wands were never made for vr and they just like yeah. eh, we're gonna make it work they suck <laughs> shit man <laughs> i hated it and the minute i finally got a stick like on a controller <laughs> i was so happy <laughs> nice yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go with that but absolutely my first the- headset right. I, we tried was an HTC Vive and then right after that we got riffs and then you know the rest is history but see that is my only regret like I was blown away by PC VR when I got my HTC Vive and, and the HTC Vive headset itself especially for the time is amazing but I, I regretted instantly because I have a I love HTC, first of all, like as as a company, I think they're you're doing some interesting things, maybe not necessarily 100% for gaming, no. but I have like a personal vendetta and hatred for those wands, man. Like I hate them so much. <laughs> Is it the controller shape like they don't fit your hand or everything like it, yeah. it tapers down like so like it's wider at top and then the whole yeah. thing tapers down. It is literally designed to slide out of your hand. <laughs> Like, it, yeah, like just a movement in VR, you can just kind of see it flowing right out of your hand, like you're saying, like, yeah. into a screen. Somewhere. Exactly. It's like the only control I've ever had that, like, I felt like if I didn't wear the wrist strap, it was going to become wall decor. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of your, uh, let's go all time favorite games or experiences in VR? Like, it doesn't have to be new, but just like all overall, what did you really um, dug? So like I think probably the the number one thing that that drew me or the idea that drew me to VR was like any kind of good feeling sword fighting game. So like you know you have like the classics that are or now classics that are like Blade and Sorcery and um even some like uh Vader Immortal has been, you know, yeah. every Star Wars kid's dream and balancing like which games have good sword physics versus which games have good sword combat because you learn that in vr those are two different things <laughs> even though it has really awesome physics fighting stuff isn't as uh as satisfying yeah then you have good combat games um that's just like the physics aren't there but fighting feels good like uh, until you fall until you fall is an amazing game i enjoy yeah that. that's that's a great game yeah yeah, yeah. oh go ahead yeah, uh, mostly sword games, but uh, you know it's it's hard to it's hard to not really uh, fall deep into like 
Pavlov for a couple hours, <laughs> you yeah. know, in quick matches and stuff. And then, you know, the, the really innovative games that are coming out, like like Demio, like that, yeah. that um, is a game I never predicted to happen, but I'm glad it did. You know, it's really my alley of other hobbies. <laughs> yeah. I like that game. <laughs> are you I, I know you you 3D printed the the assassin dagger and painted it. It looks awesome. Have you Thanks. gotten into painting miniatures or anything like that that you maybe didn't do before? <laughs> um miniatures well like so painting was a byproduct hobby of 3D printing and 3D modeling. So it's like I would I print these cool things and I model these cool things. I have one color of plastic. So I was like, yeah. let, me, let me figure out how to do some decent painting techniques so that everything doesn't look the same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I, you know, I'm very amateur at 3D modeling and the couple of programs I know how to use. But, um, you know, it, I, I always figured it helps when I get to model something like I'm really enjoying. So like yeah. that dagger is pretty simple in complexity but uh you know i was very pumped to do it because i i already fell in love with that game i did i liked your outlook um just taking weapons from vr games and starting with that because i just just got a 3d printer for my birthday this past april and right on you know i haven't modeled anything yet i'm just i'm still getting like the the basics of printing done yeah. so i haven't even touched modeling but i think you have a really good point that the the weapons in VR are very simplistic and pretty pretty easy to model and grab and whatnot and just start there. So I, yeah, I'll exactly. have to get the specs for that dagger from your channel and give it <laughs> yeah. a shot. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be available. I, I want to make a lot more, especially as, um, you know, I, I, I'm like, okay, the dagger was cool. And then I'm seeing people who got like the newer skins for the assassin. I was like, oh, but that dagger looks cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a dangerous road, but the first thing that popped in my head is like just attachments to print out to like put on my headset so I can kind of look like the character. Yeah, oh, my God, that's a great <laughs> idea. Like For printing streaming. off the masks. That's yeah. not a bad idea. I like that. That's probably that's out cool. of my reach at the moment, but someday. <laughs> hey, you'll get there, man. It's it, it's literally just practice getting a couple programs. A lot of them are free, even though they're super yeah. powerful at it. It's cool, man. It's another hobby to get sucked into that I don't have time for. <laughs> yep. Weird resource that going on along with what you guys said, it almost goes into cosplay as the uh, one of that Adam Savage guy um, yeah, from Buster's one of his channels. He, yeah. They do like helmet making from Skyrim and the guys oh. run through or somebody like shows you exactly how to make one from like, uh, what's that Ubisoft fighting game? For Honor? Yeah. Oh just, yeah, just like it. They're just like you cut the foam here. You just get the like the carpet foam, mm -hmm. just the square with the nice. With the um, I mean, that's where I started it. too. Is like a EVA foam, the floor mat foam. That's what they make a lot of those props out of. And and I started with like a couple of random props like that. And that's kind of was like. And then once three D printers became like consumer affordable, I was like, oh, pff, I'm not cutting foam anymore. I'm going to design <laughs> all this. Have a machine do it for me. <laughs> nice yeah but um so like going back to like uh, uh like the your vr awakening story i've listened to a couple of episodes and i've and i've heard wookie talk about your vr awakening story with falling through a barrel <laughs> and um i i keep thinking this thought and i've always wanted to tell you like that has to be a t-shirt at some point right <laughs> like just wookie fall like phasing through a barrel yeah, yeah. vr verdict it <laughs> 
I don't know how to exactly make that a t-shirt, but we probably could um, figure something out. I'd buy one. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was hilarious because uh, I think I just said it in the last episode again. We were talking to somebody and uh, he was talking about something to do with AR and how you're mixing VR, AR in real life. And it's like, yeah, one brain, one half of my brain was screaming, why isn't this working? And the other half was like, because it's 3D, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there are times uh, like in Blade and Sorcery where like I'm sweating, I'm doing all this stuff and I go and like I have my controller and I see a table. I'm like, I'm just going to put my sword on this table and I drop my whole controller. <laughs> just like thinking there's like it's just, I'm just placing my sword down for a second and yeah. then I just hear this loud clunk on the floor. I'm like, damn it. And your head is down there. You, you can tell how immersive a game is when it when you've been in VR for a couple years and that still happens. And it's like, yeah, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I think everyone, even though they will admit it, have been like, I'm just going to lean against this wall. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now they're trying to bring all that stuff in, like bringing your couch yeah. in, bringing your desk in and. It's funny how like we we talk about VR and AR separately under the XR umbrella, and I and I feel yeah. like in a few years it, it's gonna start becoming the same thing. Yeah, I we've talked about it a couple of times. I kind of predict you know like just a VR headset and AR is kind of like the UI and the pass through, and mm. with games maybe mixing both at the same time would be pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I, and then I think you know, AR's gonna, like, sorry, no, go ahead. Just say air is going to steamroll everything because it's easier to do business with glasses on than a headset. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Just imagine playing a game and you—I have two cats and they always have to be around me. (laughs) Just you know, AR seeing your cat walk by and they just make it an in-game character, and you just like (laughs) know that it's there, so you don't kick it. (laughs) Cats are the monsters. Just pretending shooting your cats, they just look confused. If you can make the VR like monsters like if you're an rpg and you fight little stupid things and your cat comes walking by and it's ar so it's like oh it's a baby or a pet put it in the in the thing and then everything in the scene in vr starts running away from it reacting oh to my it. god that'd be so <laughs> that good be or funny. your generic like rpg starting giant rat farm you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your cat Maybe your wife walks by just automatically turns into this big monster that you run away from <laughs> see and that's horrible because i like sword fighting i'm always going to pick the sword so yeah. I, everything is endangered at that point yeah oh man it see and i think that's you know like that fantasy we just had that is where like when people really believe in vr and, and really love vr like that's what they think of they're like in the future mm-hmm. like this will happen that'll happen and then i think there's a small disconnect and then people are upset that that's not now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can, if you've tried VR, you obviously you can see the possibilities and then you're, you're right. Your mind goes there and it's like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're like, well, this is cool. And then it, it's so funny how quick we go from this is cool, but you know what would be cooler? And then yeah. it's just like, <laughs> it's slow immediate. down and we're not there yet. And and I think that's why a lot of people go to like, ah, you know, it's, it, it should be there by now. If it's not there now, you know, VR is dead. And, yeah. A lot of that might come from like back in the day when we had, you know, NES, your brain was thinking in movie quality stuff, but you're, you're only seeing NES stuff. So I think you're suspending, you know, reality in your brain, imagining what you should be looking at. Cause if you've ever played, you know, Atari, 
I I've went back and played Atari, and I'm like, what were people looking at? Yeah, right. <laughs> because there's like that the one that looks like the the Millennium Falcon from the side, and you're flying flying around in a horizontal defender. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the name of it. Uh... It's just there's like a a, a moon like landscape, and then you have literally what looks like the Millennium Falcon from the side, it's just a gray blob that's kind of squished. And I'm like, what are people seeing? What did people used to think about when they used to play this thing? And nowadays, like, games could do amazing stuff, and they do do amazing stuff. But then they're always like, you should be doing more. Like in in right. AAA games, they should be, you know, like, well, you're you're expanding graphics. And the other day we were talking to somebody like, they need to be working on inventory. You know, like do something new. <laughs> but then right. VR, they they have the un, they they don't bridle those expectations. People will defend like an Ubisoft game to the death. It's like I can't play it because I can't. I hate the I hate the inventory or something like that. I'm not picking on Ubisoft there, but sure. But they go into VR, like you said, and they're like, "It should be doing this. I should be able to swing the sword and feel the feedback and bounce off the shield." That's what I keep saying. Right. Sword combat. It's like I swing and I, like I'm almost falling over with the weight of my swing, and I look up and my character is going the other way because he bounced off a shield or something. Yeah. And my brain's yeah, like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I think the only fix for that is just just to give us real swords to attach to our controllers. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all have to be bitcoin billionaires which is crashing right now but like then we can pay people to act that out so we can actually be in vr swinging but you have to be standing there so i can hit you with a stick new uh <laughs> oculus quest 36 comes with a army of interns to be your enemies <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where's that have... giver? i'm over here yeah you just it... pay like uh Children from the family become the PC, you know, like NPCs in the game. AI recognizes them as NPCs, and then you can just beat on them with a Nerf sword. Oh man, that's so good! At AR that point, you don't even need AR, right? Or VR? Yeah, you can just beat up your kids with the sword. Well, I mean, at least with AR, you could give them like a put a little uh, graphic over them and make them look like a zombie. Give you that motivation <laughs> to hit them real hard. <laughs> well, I mean, the children one might give, it'd probably give me motivation, but <laughs> the kids get kidding. like little nerf hats and then they all recognize that and gives them a certain skin. Like I'm a goblin yeah, now. They just get to wear different hats and then you can just take that nerf sword and just wail on them. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next Demio patch. Real life <laughs> kids being the next boss. Um, we go back and listen to what we just said. <laughs> I just said, I think we're the bad guys. Yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> totally we're the bad. Guys. That's how it's fun for everyone. And then yeah. they're in a simulation, just like running away from Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. like oh man, everyone's the good guy if you look at it the right way. Yeah. Um, it's funny to think like, because like you said with the Atari, like people will you know, defend those games to the death or the, the quote unquote old school games. Do you think that'll happen with like the quest games we're playing now? Like, will there actually be an in-person, you know, AR VR Dungeons and Dragons game? And people will be like, this had nothing on old school Demio. <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> a handful, but not a lot of them. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, the quest games, like don't get me wrong. They're great, but like, that's my, you know, how all companies and, uh, enthusiasts are like, you know, this headset the specs are awesome and this is coming out. And it's like, just give me more better games. Like, I know games <laughs> with stories and content and like they're, they're starting to get there and there's, there's a few great ones out there, but like wave shooters and 
Like we yeah. have enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely have enough. And and that's what's like kind of the hard thing, I think, as an as a whole and getting like VR like up on its feet. It's like we want games like people who are investing in it right now want games. But we no. gamers don't have enough money, I think, to make VR right now the the importance of what it is for like flat gaming. So yeah. I think that's why so many people are trying to make apps and revenues of non gaming stuff for VR, um, which I think is fine. But then yeah. when you start making headsets that are no longer for gaming, when gamers are kind of the one who's who are funding it right now, it, it's oh. it's just in a weird place where I think people so many different people look at VR as a technology and want it to be different things. And then that is kind of spreading the platform thin. Yeah, I mean, we talk to a lot of indie developers and I'm all for indie games. I'm not putting anyone down. It's just saying like, yeah, do something new and creative, please. Don't just make a wave shooter. We have plenty of those unless you added like a mechanic or something. <laughs> right. I mean, that I, that's what Demio is. Demio is a new take on on yeah. what we've already established as VR games, because like, you know, on, it's on the quest, so it's not really its fault. But like, it is not the most graphically intense game that we have for VR, um, but well, I, it is different. And it's only like 500 megabytes on yeah. the quest, so. It's, it's like, incredible. I mean, it's incredible with how look how great they made it look with so little. But yeah. it's like, you know, the it's the gameplay that really makes that that game sing and, and why it's it's doing so well. So so fast after launch, it's it's something yeah. different. And I just think that that's what mean we need to stay on. I think the reason we get a lot of the same like recurring genres and ideals of games is because right now the people who are picking up the gaming industry are, are these like awesome indie developers and yep. like, because they're indie developers, they are also still learning. So some of the first games are <laughs> just, are going to be heavily inspired by other games and yeah. you know, not everyone's going to be able to come up with a, uh, with a instant unique banger. If you know, you don't have a huge AAA company behind you. Yeah. It's strange because they're like, I think of like the game Pixel Ripped and Pixel Ripped mm -hmm. 1995 and, you know, an indie studio, but you can tell she's got a lot of passion and Pixel Ripped was great, but Pixel Ripped 1995 to me was just like, it has story, it has heart, like it makes me want to like hook up my old N64 and play it because I, it literally feels like that's what you're doing in VR. So just, mm -hmm. you know, a a new creative look on how to play a game is just amazing. It, it takes that kind of passion. I think honestly, yeah. from your podcast more than anything is I was actually very surprised to find out like how many developers you guys talk to that are making really awesome games. And like some of these developers who are making these awesome games don't even have great access to an oculus quest yeah exactly it's, <laughs> it's crazy. so weird to me that like you know people who you know like us knuckleheads who are just like playing with it like a toy like can't come up with anything or just complaining about games yeah. and then people across the country <laughs> who have to go through hoops just to get their hands on one are making these amazing unique experiences yeah and that's the passion because we've talked to many of them they're like yeah vr isn't even a thing in our area we had to go outside of our area and get them and we still can't get them to this day. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And how much money they have to spend just just to get on one to make something for it, not even to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Oh, man.
Yeah, that was an like, eye-opening, eye-opening yeah, episode for- that you're talking about with, with Anna. She's clued us into, like, you know, in Brazil, I think it was. Like, they never got... What was the console they never got? Was it... Super Nintendo. Yeah, and they had to, like, get some... Make their own. <laughs> like a knockoff version or something. Yeah. yeah, I think I remember that. It's just like, holy crap. And you just don't think about that stuff. I hear it. It's, like, really jarring. It's like, oh, my God, I feel bad. Like... <laughs> I know. It's like, hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. I'll airmail it to you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, how can I help you? (laughs) Yeah. We did that when we played um, Fantasy Star Online and the Dreamcast. The first one, we met somebody in Canada that couldn't afford the Dreamcast keyboard or couldn't find it. So I went and shipped one to him because we were hanging out. And then that's before young Wookiee knew that shipping (laughs) to Canada was more expensive than the 60 whatever dollar keyboard thing. I was like, oh, shit. Young Wookie can't eat for fun. a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though, because you you gave that guy the the Dreamcast memories of his life. Yeah, like <laughs> you never know how. Like, in, in, in the scope of that kind of a of a statement, you never know how good you have it. Because, like, again, that, that game had a controller, had a keyboard, and you, you could sit there. Like I always sat there, like my back up against the couch, and the keyboard on my knees up high, playing the game. Drop the controller, go type. You know. 100 miles 100 words a minute in the middle of a fight and then you have this guy who keeps up with the chat he doesn't have that he's using the in-game keyboard on the controller while <laughs> fighting does. just as well and i was like how is he you didn't even think that he wasn't doing it like right other people have to put up with so much just to just to get what you take for granted i'm like oh yeah i like <laughs> to think it's the it's the crave personally i like to think it's the crave for fun yeah, you know, like to to play, like to be able to play with you in that game and have fun with you. He had to go a step, you know, beyond what he had available to him. Yep. And same thing with these developers, like they don't have the instant access of fun that we have, so they are literally making it. And uh, I think, in my opinion, I, I think that's what we all need to focus on now. Like VR is going to. It, take us to like really awesome experiences and places and technologies but like it's not going to happen tomorrow yeah and people want it and the thing is like if you believe in it and you think it's going to do that like have fun with it now because right now it's a lot of fun yeah <laughs> it's a lot of fun right now and i think if we just focus on having fun on it now it, it is it is going to grow like i think we've all established at this point that you know it's yeah, people were worried with the rift and the vibe coming out like it was gonna die. It wasn't gonna go anywhere. Like we know it's not gonna die now. And yeah. now at this point, we just like let the plant grow and have fun along the way. I think a lot of people spend their time like you know wanting that future version and just ignoring the current. But that always brings me back to the memes I start seeing now about like blockbuster video. And they're like, there's like a little collage of you know movies you're gonna rent somebody standing in line to blockbuster or picking out a video like, these were the best days of your life and you didn't even know they were happening and you didn't know they meant so much and it's like those right the moments you're talking about in vr like right now there's still some like pavlov that one of the first games we played is still one of the yes. most fun you just exactly it's God. just go play it don't put it down <laughs> like pavlov is literally going to be that like Oh, I remember getting with my buddies and playing Halo on split screen. Like that's gonna yeah. be Pavlov in the future. <laughs> They're like, remember the only really good shooter we had was Pavlov, and you could only play it if you had PC VR. And now <laughs> it's on your headset, and soon it's going to be, you know, 
a, a national sport. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait is for it? that. Is it right there yet? <laughs> it's. I think it's getting there, man. That'd be interesting. I'm still thinking about picking up like a folding stock thing so I can hold my hand straight. <laughs> I know, and and that's oh yeah, because there are times where like, man, I want to feel like a super cool badass sniper, but then my <laughs> shaky hand starts happening, and I'm like, ah crap. Yeah. <laughs> or when you anything. get overexcited or you haven't really been you know holding your hands like that or you try to hold the p90 which is the weirdest shaped gun my hands are always weird after i shoot a <laughs> p90 in that game because it wants your hands to be where they would be on the gun right i can't hold it any other guns because my hands are all fucked up. <laughs> yeah that's why i never like thought about like getting one of the because they have those stocks you know mm -hmm. that you can put it on and it's like if you're playing gun game and you're constantly switching through guns that's <laughs> gotta be a lot right like yeah. i want to see a video i don't even care about the vr video of it. i want to <laughs> see the dude just switch between all the guns in like pavlov with a stock yeah. and they have to have like magnet attachments for each one and yet right a bandolier of all the attachments <laughs> See, and I think of that, and I'm like, you know what? I should be modeling something <laughs> like that. Somebody else can do it. And, yeah, someone else will do it better than me. My age, uh, uh, ADD is taking over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Either way, I think it's it's just exciting. You know, like, I, I think some of the things I thought VR was going to do a couple years ago, like, I'm not quite sure if I even thought it would be where it is now. Like, with standalone headsets being available to everyone um i think the next couple of years it's going to be cooler uh, you know i i know people have a lot of concerns with facebook and these you know other companies doing weird stuff with the platform but uh yeah. you know if they're giving money to it and then we can have fun in the meantime it's all about fun it's all about fun man meanwhile i don't have facebook so i don't know when January 22 rolls around and that's when their grandfather period ends or whatever. Am I even going to be able to use my quest one? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, man? The extra 500 for a quest two without Facebook. And do I trust it? I don't know. Yeah. That's so bizarre. And that things is so bizarre to me, man. Like, and like, I understand. And I, I love the quest so much and I, and I love what it's done for VR. And like, I don't necessarily think Facebook is doing amazing things. Like, if you made the decision not to have a Facebook account, I think it is horrible that they've just out of nowhere. They're like, oh, you like this product? Okay, now we're locking you in. Like, yeah, that's rude. Well, like when PJ was saying when we first started, there was hardly anything about VR. So like, I didn't know which one to pick because I didn't want Facebook. So it, right. we, I, it took me like eight months to pick my first flat screen TV in like 2008. <laughs> I was way behind the curve, but it was like, you know, I think I was playing maybe what were we playing PJ? We might have been playing like Red Faction Gorilla and Red Dead One and the Three Sixty. And like suddenly like my old TV, I just couldn't read the text on the screen because it was just okay, now the resolution. I've been phased out. I've got to get one. And like I do a bunch of research and I was like, I finally found it where like Facebook said, We are not going there will be no any Facebook integration in Oculus. We will never ever require a Facebook account. Mm -hmm. and I, that's what made me buy it. That one sentence. I'm like, they lied at me again. They lied. They got you, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like I, I try uh because you know, if you're anything like me, I, I talk about VR way too much, especially when you try to talk to VR about 
about VR to non VR playing people. They <laughs> yeah. they get tired of it pretty fast. They're like, I'll get one eventually. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Like, but you don't have one yet. We're on we're yeah. in, on our way to Best Buy. <laughs> I'm keeping you updated. You need to know these things. That's and I think that's one of the concerns about people getting into VR. They're like, especially the way Facebook is pumping them out. They're like, I don't want to buy a headset and then automatically be out of date on it. You know, yeah. in a year or half a year or whatever. Yeah. As long as like they keep backwards compatibility for you know at least depending on if, if it's like a phone then you know for a couple of years but yeah that's the way yeah. I look at it it's just just like a phone you you'll have the option to get like a new headset every other year but you don't have to hopefully we'll see oh, it's my that's my brain comes into the like what happens to the old headsets what happens to the old phones we just have landfills full of phones because I think. Yeah. I think like France and the countries over there are starting to pass laws. Like if you come out with a new smartphone, you have to have like four or five years of parts available. They have to be repairable. They have to be sustainable. It's like, yeah. I think everything should have that. But if, it, if you know, your VR headset advances so fast, because how many do you have now, PJ? You've got like three headsets. I still, for PCVR, I'm still rocking my Rift CV1. And then I have a nice. Quest 1 and a Quest 2. Yeah, and one you last time I checked, you only had one head. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. and I'm not shaming you or that. It's just like they come out, like you're saying, so quick. I'm so yeah. sick of like Microsoft never like stands behind their hardware products for very long. I said this before on the podcast, but like you know, the Zune was great. Nope, none of that. Um, oh, Zune. The <laughs> Windows Phone was like, I really want to get one, but I know they're not gonna, they're not gonna be around. And then pff, there they went. Yeah, and then it's like one company gets that you know is known for that product and then they can make one every year because in the same way i i have an oculus quest one oculus quest two oculus go just for shits and giggles and i have a i have a vive i only use my quest two really <laughs> sometimes i bring my quest one to work yeah yeah I have the playstation, PlayStation VR. vr god i forgot about that one because that's, <laughs> that's like literally even though we talked about it earlier i've had it for so long and i haven't touched it in, i think i briefly turned it on when iron man came out but before that, I think it's it's literally been years. Yeah, I and it's I blame a lot of it on COVID because I actually won my Quest One. Um, yeah. Oh well. Oculus was like they were running these things like, hey, they were showing people playing VR. Like, what game are they playing? And I answered the first one correctly, and um, so that was cool. Um, I already had my Rift, so I'm like, sweet, because I was gonna buy one anyway. Right. So then when the Quest Two came out, like Insta buy because I didn't have to pay for that one. But I would honestly, I've been, I use my Quest One for like workouts. So, like, I have, you know, like the special face mask for sweating. And I, I only use that for working out. And I use my Quest Two for playing games. So I don't have to get that one sweaty. But if, <laughs> if, if it wasn't like a COVID era, like, I would probably just give my Quest One to someone. But you can't really, you're not yeah. supposed to do that right now. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true too. And that's I know like, oh, go ahead. I just know a lot of people like when the Quest 2 was announced, you know, uh, Facebook Marketplace and stuff were like, buy my Quest 1, <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not an option right now. Not as good yeah. of an option. But going back to like you were saying, you talk to non VR people about VR until they tell you to shut up. Um, <laughs> I was just getting to the point, like, I was getting like having people try VR and sharing, and I got a couple of people that tried, you know, they have to try it to like really f 
you know, have the same moment we all had because no matter how good your videos are or any, like it it just cannot, it can't express how great it is to someone who hasn't experienced it. And that's kind of, kind of sucky, but that is like the worst excuse I ever heard. Like it, (laughs) because everyone hears it. You're like, Oh dude, you really need to get the quest. You're going to love it. And they're like, I watched some videos and I don't think I can do the graphics. And I'm like, oh, that's the worst thing to hear because you don't even know. Just put it on your stupid face right now. (laughs) And it's It's like, again, we said this many times, but I had the same exact feeling, if not a better feeling from first trying VR and being like, holy shit. So when I put the quest on and I went outside and played with no boundaries, it was the same like, holy fuck. Yeah, I, I think that that really I ended up buying the quest mostly because I hated the Vive controller so bad. <laughs> That's why I invested in the quest. And then like once I had that feeling of tetherness, tetherlessness, like that was a world changer. And then I, I, I forgot at one point where a game came out and it wasn't working via link. And I had to like hardwire. I had to like put my Vive back together and stuff with those <laughs> controllers. And I was like, it's so it's crazy sad. how like not a lot of time are between those headsets, but it feels it feels like ancient equipment. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to use my old Rift because I still have it with you know the three sensor setup, but my office is weird and I can never get there's always like a kind of a corner when we play old uh-huh. school Pavlov and I'd like spin around because I have the the cord going up to the ceiling and stuff. Spin around and my hand would lag and PJ would just headshot me right when I <laughs> hands were freaking out. So it's hard for me not just to use the Quest One and then just use the, the Link cable to exactly. play everything else. I've never had an issue with it, but it's also like look back and like how much money did I spend on all that other shit? <laughs> I can't I think give it to anybody. That yeah. also shows like how new the technology. I think that's what people need to remember too. It's new, and not only is the technology new, but finding out what people want is new. Like, yeah. like the fact that the Quest came out with the Rift S, and then they were like. Ah, but you can use the quest as a rift S. Like <laughs> that's a horrible business proposition. Yeah, but yeah. like they they had no idea people would rather have the quest. And yeah. I still use my CV1 Rift for most things just because the way I have my room set up, like it I just walk in and put my headset on. I don't have to touch anything. Right. But the audio, like the Rift S and the Quest, like, yeah, you can wear headphones and stuff, but the, the audio is such a big oh, component. Like, yeah, and the Rift was really nice. It's really good surround and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. But going back to the um, taking my Rift or my Quest outside, like, I was so excited. I, I got a new router with Wi Fi 6. I haven't tried yet. I really want to test the ones, oh, but nice. um, just with my, with, my normal router I had before that with 5G and stuff, like I could go my whole entire yard without an issue streaming Steam games. And I remember I was play testing Eye of the Temple, which if you haven't played it, play it. It's like you're Indiana okay. Jones in VR. It's it's Ooh, awesome. I have to check that out. But I was I was play testing and it was still somewhat under wasn't under NDA, but the, the developer who's still working on it was like, hey, only show this and that kind of thing. And I was so sure. excited. I I filmed myself outside. I filmed myself inside on the Rift and I made a video and I merged everything really well. And I broke a lot of I didn't share it, but I the video I made, he's like, this is awesome. But it's not what I was asking for. <laughs> I don't want to show this stuff off yet. But I was just so excited because I was outside and you like in the game, you have a whip. 
And oh, you can nice. you like it's like a puzzle game, but you're actually you feel like Indiana Jones because you're moving through this these temples and the outside, and there's like mine carts and stuff. But you can like you literally walk on rolling um, pillars. And so if you think of like you know old cartoons and shit where yeah, you're like walking on a circuit, yeah. And you do that in the game, and it just feels great. And I was just having a blast outside. And then I gave him the video, and he's like, yeah, I, I don't want to show this yet. It's really neat. I'm like, okay, just let me know <laughs> when I yeah, can show it. Put that in but, your back pocket. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm so amazed. Like, streaming, I had to be, like, at least 100 feet away from where my router is outside. That's crazy. And I didn't have a single hiccup. Like, I forgot I wasn't, like, I was on the quest. So, and that was a quest one like a year ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it's nuts. I think when uh, when virtual desktop like first like yeah. you know became more accessible, I think I was in Pavlov for like hours, man. Like my face hurt because like <laughs> the fact that I could like whip around so fast if I heard something behind me. Like every time yeah. I did it, even if I got killed, I was like that was awesome. I didn't get yeah. smacked in the mouth by a cable. <laughs> yep. I always argued with my cables, but it and sound is that was another thing. Good thing about the rift, like haven't had a good one-on-one match in Pavlo with, with just me and PJ, but we would sneak up and like knife each other, like reach around <laughs> our head, and like you'd see the knife go into your eyeballs. <laughs> but you could hear it on the rift one, like the, the old rift, so much clearer, like the footsteps. Now it's just a little more, I don't know, compressed or something like yeah. that. Yeah, request, but I get what you're saying. I, I think that's, that's what's another reason why like VR is so why I think it's going to become so like esports is there, how many times have you been playing like Halo or or Fortnite or whatever and like you get the jump on the guy and then he turns around and shoots you and kills you first anyways you're like man mm-hmm. if we were handling these guns for real I would have <laughs> totally had him and exactly. VR literally gives you the platform to be like prove it <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, and it, that happens a lot. I hate that crap from old. What was it? Rainbow Six, like the old ones, not the new. Yeah, ones. yeah. yeah. You just even Penny Arcade had cartoons like "Good Luck Hitting Shit," and they just have like full auto right next to somebody, <laughs> and just nobody's getting shot. Like, come on. Oh man. Yeah, I do think. Um, yeah, I, I'm just thinking of like all of like the possibilities again going into that mindset of like this is what it should be now and yeah. like like you were saying earlier uh with the sword play and like not having that that feedback of of connection and like like you're probably not the i love sword games but like yeah. that probably really breaks for the immersion like a lot of other to a lot of other people like you and mm. just imagining like what people are going to think of to fix that like how people are going to give you that satisfaction of like I felt like I just sliced through that dude and it was nuts. Yep. I mean, I still like the sword games. It just that that takes a lot of the stuff out of it too. Yeah, yeah I totally get that. And, uh, and I think, I think, like I said, there's going to be, there's a lot of people who probably feel that way. And because that need is there, someone's going to feel that need. Yeah. And it's just and a matter of time. One of the things like we've played some sword games, PJ, I think I had to return one. I remember yeah, what it was. Swords of Gargantua, you didn't you played on the quest. I was like, yeah. I'm not getting it, it. It ran rough on the quest one, I'll give you that. It's 
Swords of Gargantua, yeah, I think, but I think it had so much potential. I think Swords of Gargantua has one of the most potential in good sword fighting games. I, yeah, on the PC VR, I haven't played on the Quest 2, but on PC VR, like, I love that game. Like, it's just, yeah, but it does, especially when it came out, it did kind of run like dog shit. Yep. (laughs) That's probably what it did because, like, uh, it's been a long time since but i took sword classes and used katanas and stuff and was trained oh, in it. So like i like the the real my brain likes the action like the twitch fast paced twitch right. action so much better like um in games like i don't know the first uh i think it was the first titanfall both of them had like the craver sniper with the the big slow bullet that actually had drop you actually had to lead people with it my brain likes to do this stuff like I'll watch somebody run in full speed like across the side of my screen and I'll just line up and I'll snipe them. And if I kill them, that makes me feel like I've, I've won the game. I can quit for the night. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's all about that like millisecond stuff. So maybe that's what was wrong with Sword Gargantua because I'm sitting there like doing these sword things like you should be blocking. You know, like my brain has a like this is what physics should be making this thing do and it's just not doing it. And it just drives me up the wall. I think, and I think sword games specifically has those two sides. Like there's the part of you that like, I want this to be as realistic as possible, but then like, there's the other side of your brain that stills like, I want to do flips and shit and do crazy <laughs> sword moves, but like, right. that's also not realistic. So like a game, I think really has to decide which one it wants to be. Yeah. Like I think we're getting VR is the first time where like, we blend in game with like a realistic experience yeah and like we don't know yet which one we want we do we (laughs) want to play this game and then actually feel like we're better at sword fighting or do you want to be this crazy anime character yeah right there's a fair amount of that too yeah exactly cool thing is there's room for both they just got to figure out the balance and exactly and and again i think you know someone is going to make that balance and if we can have fun in the meantime till that happens like we're gonna we're gonna be that much more appreciative to it in the future just like you know all gaming people who've had ataris who play games now are probably yeah. a lot more appreciative of it than you know people who grew up with fortnite or whatever yeah it's it's that thing with like I don't know how old you are, but like our age, we grew up on NES and you talk to people who, who are gamers now and like their first console was like a PS4 or an Xbox one. And it's like, you try to explain how great these other games were. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up, grandpa. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think we... we have a little more like, maybe we don't, but in, in my mind, we do have a little more appreciation because we've seen where everything's come from, you uh-huh. know? Definitely. And I think that also gives you like, so you have that appreciation. Like my, my first console was a Genesis. What was that? You cut out. Computer did agree. Yeah. Sorry. My computer okay. did weird thing. <laughs> uh, my first console was a Sega Genesis. And um, so like we have some of that, like this is what it used to be. I can't believe it's this now. And I think yeah. that that makes us want that again. So like, that's why we are all, we all crave to be early adopters of VR because we want to see where it starts and then see the difference between when it, what it becomes like I, your podcast is actually one of the things that made me like talking to all these like 
literally individual developers, I'm like, I need to learn a little bit of Unity, like just so <laughs> yes. I can better figure out like how these games are made from from the ground up. And and like, I think I can't remember who it was or what game it was you guys were talking about. One of like the games where everything was indestructible, it was like a siege shooter, kind of like Rainbow Six. Yep, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to think of the name. I'm really bad with names. Yeah, but he <laughs> inspired me like from that podcast nice. to like, I'm going to learn some Unity. So I learned a little bit of C Sharp. I, I learned some Unity. I, I, I put together some, you know, kind of a, a game for me, like a 3D game for me. But just nice. to kind of appreciate like how it all works. So now I can look at games and be like, oh, I, I kind of know how they did this. And it's really clever. And I appreciate that. And wow. wanting that appreciation, <laughs> I think, is is part of like really wanting to be an early adopter. And I think that that takes difference between us, the people who love VR now and can't wait to see where it is. And then the people who just like, I want this to be this now and I don't have patience for it. <laughs> yeah. That was Blake wow. from talking about crunch element game. That's right. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm somewhere in between those now because like I'm the kind of person who would like boot up Skyrim for the millionth time. And never mm-hmm. get to play it because I'm still modding it. Um, <laughs> it. Yeah. To the point where like I'm one half it's ADHD, I'm sure. But like <laughs> sometimes I'm in the mood to just tinker and sometimes I just want to sit down and have it work. Yeah. And when I'm in the sit down and have it work, that's when, you know, I still have old Roku's and stuff like that that are like you have a pizza and it's cooling down. You try to turn on a TV like a movie <laughs> and the fucker freezes up and it's like nah, any other time. Well, I think cold. I think people like us deserve that because like yeah. <laughs> you you spent the hours and times blowing into your cartridges. You deserve to have a great mm-hmm. game that works now. <laughs> We've done the pencil to keep the NES like halfway up. Nobody, nobody, no listeners now are going to remember that. Like you said, blowing into the cartridge might have worked. Um, like going up and down in the NES like three times might have worked. Putting a pencil in there and going up halfway always worked. Right. <laughs> and nobody's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And again, so I think like you've earned, you have that appreciation and, and you've earned the right to be upset at some games that yep. that are supposed to work. <laughs> and that's but... why when I flip that table, every experience like that, since that NES wouldn't work to the routers that don't work to, you know, helping people with tech support. That's all coming out in that table flip. You should appreciate <laughs> when I'm throwing all your food at you. <laughs> appreciate what I've been through in my yeah. gaming career. <laughs> It is funny though when you talk about, you know, we talk to a lot of developers and stuff, like I'm still shocked to this day, like that people talk to us. And I was just thinking about this a couple of times just yesterday. Like, I don't think we could have a podcast like this for flat gaming because the developers and community with the VR communities, it's so great that yeah. everyone will talk to anyone. But yeah, you go try to like and I've talk to a lot of like people i really like admire and like tommy palm like kind of my hero for gaming um but in a in the flats game world like there's no way you could ever talk to like those people exactly <laughs> it just wouldn't happen because a lot of them are at our level you know like no i i was blown away the first time someone messaged me on twitter like hey would you make a video of this game and i was like did you you message the right person dude <laughs> i mean i'll do it <laughs> yeah but I think you yeah, meant this for someone else. <laughs> right. I think we we have and that's part of it, right? I think that's part of what makes VR better than flat gaming is because 
you know, as as campy as this sounds, we're literally all on this together and we're all trying to make this like an experience that we can tell, you know, future children about and and how it started and where it is now. And then, you know, eventually it might be the, you know, obsessive attention holding tech giant that is like flat gaming. Yeah. But like, that's why I, I'm not, I think I'm that's why I'm not in any rush for like the amazing super immersive never want to leave it experiences that's why i'm not upset they're not here yet because like i'm really enjoying like like you you guys posted like hey does anyone want to be in our podcast i was like that sounds cool and you're like cool (laughs) (laughs) and like i didn't think that would happen like it's such a cool space to be in right now and and i feel like if even if you don't have a headset yet like i think the vr community just wants to absorb people so badly that you know, it's just a cool place to be, and you know, I've met so many cool people since starting a channel. Yeah, and there's there's some experiences and even some games that you can play flat screen with VR players, and that is just amazing to me. But with some of the experiences, like people are, like you said, if they don't have VR, like everyone in VR is just happy that they're there, even if they're not in VR, and it's just... I don't know, it's just you really get a sense of community which you don't get with anything else. Like bad gaming, unfortunately, nowadays is just like a toxic place yeah. to me. Yeah. To where like I beta tested Xbox Live and all kinds of stuff for Microsoft before it was a thing. And when it first came out it was the same thing and then when we when after live launched and we were all playing everything we had a group of like 30 some people playing like all the time and it was amazing and slowly it's dwindled down to like three (laughs) (laughs) you know because life changes people change everything happens life happens but that's just kind of right where vr is at and it's just a it's the only you know wookie and i talk nostalgic a lot when we're just playing and it's like it's kind of saddening sometimes it's like i miss so-and-so or doing this or yeah but this is yeah. the first time with VR, like that feeling's kind of been back. It's, I 100% agree. I felt like, it's the same way. Like I was a big World of Warcraft nerd, yeah. and like my <laughs> guild was my second family. Mm-hmm. And you know, so being able to like uh, do some alpha for for uh, a Zenith, I was like, yeah. and like meeting up with people I've met on Twitter through VR, and like being able to hang out with them, and then like also kill monsters with them, and like. <laughs> it brought me back some of that feeling of like, I feel a kinship with you now as we yeah. have slayed monsters together and hung out. <laughs> yeah. I was really depressed when you posted that. I'm like, Oh, I missed it. Cause I, I played the first alpha, but I was working on, um, Demio stuff so much. I couldn't get into anything. So the yeah. next second alpha in July, we'll have to hook up. <laughs> yeah, definitely dude. I, I got really lucky. And every time I, I only jumped in like two or three times. Cause that's what I had time for. And every time I, I ran into like, this huge content creator and we just like hung out for a few hours. It was, yep. it was great. <laughs> Going back to the harder con- to connect to people um, in that game mm-hmm. group and also through Warcraft, like I knew one guy that went to work for Telltale Games like f- probably 2010 or 11 and we met in Warcraft. We had like an epic Skype call. We became like you know, the three, him and his other friend became the best of friends, but I don't hear from him because I think the game industry, the, they burn the passion out. They get another guy from that big initial group of game xbox live folks he works for i think bioware now pj yep moved to england he was working for like turbine games on lord of the rings online and stuff like that but like we don't even hear from 
from the people that are our friends anymore that work in the game industry. So like, what's going on? Yeah. And it's, it's hard to tell sometimes, like if that is, did, did the gaming industry do that? Did just growing up do that or a combination of the both? Yeah. Cause like, we've talked about that too on the podcast. Like, I don't know, maybe five years ago, like Wookiee and I are having the discussion. Like I'm just, I'm sick of gaming. Like, is it that I just get old all of a sudden or what is it? And then that's why like VR really, um, I don't want to say like save my life or anything, but really save my gaming life because that brought me right back to gaming. It was just a whole new world and experience. And it was just like, Oh, I didn't get old. It was just the games were cookie cutter and the same yeah, shit every yeah, year. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm really grateful for that. Cause I was really like struggling. Like, ah, did I get old? Like type of thing. Like, yeah, sure. nah, I think it's just like you you saw the same thing too many times in different forms and yeah. you know, but and then some of the things I think what happens is like we have these great experiences. Like I've had that great community in World of Warcraft, and then like 18 other games tried to replicate it and couldn't. Yeah. And then I think there's you don't know if if they just failed at it or if that doesn't do it for you anymore you know like mm-hmm. it's hard to tell because people if you have a great experience like people are gonna try to make money off of it yep i think they all just cloned them badly because there was a huge mmo spike yeah and now they just don't hardly, hardly anybody makes them because they all think they failed but it's kind of like you didn't spend eight five eight years making it like world of warcraft did. there's no right that where's and that like, passion again they've been they've been working on it the whole time and and then, but then again, it, it goes back to the question, like, do I just not like MMOs anymore? Are MMOs yeah. doing bad at it? Or do I just not have the time anymore because I have bills and shit? <laughs> I'm just, time is a factory. But when Warcraft Classic came out, I jumped in there and was playing. I was having a blast, but then I didn't have anybody to play with. Um, so it kind of like got to the point where like, I can't solo as a druid right now because, you know, <laughs> getting the shit kicked out of me. No. But I think it's just, it's the cookie cutter. It's the same. Because we played Destiny when that first came out, and we were all looking forward to that, and we had a ton yeah. of fun getting through the raid. But then the DLC was like, oh, it's the same Marys we've seen. You just run them backwards or something like that? Yeah. And, yeah. Then, <laughs> and then suddenly, like, here's another game. Here's, uh, what was it, Anthem, and some other games like that. And here's this other game. And it's like, this is feels just like Destiny, and I'm very scared of that. Anthem? And every single time I've been right about them. Anthem broke my fucking heart, man. Yeah. That alpha so, was fun as hell. Oh god, I was so excited for Anthem and and then like and I, I was heartbroken quick. Like I think within like the first few hours of playing it, I was like, oh, I kind of understand what this yep. whole game is. I don't yep. need to play it anymore. It was no. We had we had a few friends. I think it was PJ. There was like four of us and yep. one one of their sons or something. So we might have had a squad of five if that's a thing in there. But like the suits, the the combat. This is really fun, but. I can see right through it. I mean, I yeah, can, you, you just, yeah, oh, seeing gosh, right through it. That PJ is and I worry. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, PJ and I were like, we're not going to buy this. The other guy was like, what? This is fun as hell. I'm like, dude, it's, it, it's not going to work. And he was like, yeah. oh, I think he ended up buying it. And then I didn't never saw him online on it after like yep. the first month. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he found out. Like he'd probably be mad at us for not like enjoying the moment with him. But it's like, sure. It, it, right in uh, the end of 2014, I was switching jobs and I had nine weeks off in a row because I had to, <laughs> there's a contract thing. 
guess what Wookiee was doing? He was running the raid with as many, <laughs> like he was trying to get, and PJ had the worst luck, kind of still does yeah. on drops for some of those games. So we games would do the raid. <laughs> Everybody would get like all the purple weapons in that Destiny raid. PJ would get nothing. Oh, so here no. I'm making like multiple characters running it. You know, it was getting really good and we were calling in shots and we, we figured out without any help. We didn't look anything up. And then it, it stabbed me in the ass because they had like the 10 year plan and the gun you start with, you could grow and like build that gun up and yeah. keep it the whole time. And it's just this fucking shit. That, and they replaced that's the feeling. That's the feeling everyone yeah. tries. Like we went in there as a group. We figured it out together without any side help. Like if a game yeah. can do that, like give you that squad feeling, give you that feeling of progression. That is the game. And you in just games, I think are, even if they can't achieve that at any point, it's very hard for them to upkeep it. <laughs> yeah, that's not to keep talking about Demio, but that kind of nails the, the co-op in yes. such a way that's like amazing. <laughs> We've had a friend say, you know, if you do this on this, it's this. And we're like, shut up. I don't want to know because I'd rather just <laughs> figure it out because figuring out like, is this going to work? Because the game can be like easy yeah, or really brutal and you don't know which was which. Yeah. You know, like. Demio, I would say, I think because like we talked so much, we've already talked a lot about how like VR, like it's bringing people together and it, it gives you more of a community because you can see people. Demio was the first time I've played a good VR game with randos and like <laughs> I'm having full conversation with randos. If I get into yeah. random squad in a shooter, they might say what's up or they say like, hey, there's a dude over here with a grenade, but there's virtually no talking like I am having lengthy conversations and strategies with these random people all across the world. We all, we each have a different accent. Yep. And <laughs> I think that is that, that spark of magic that, that Demio brought into it. I was yeah. like, I, I want to play. And it made me want to play with those people again, because yep. like yeah. I went through three whole floors of dungeons with them. And that's what, like, there's no friend system to say, hey, you know, you can add them on um, Oculus, but if you're playing on Steam, it doesn't help much. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran into that a lot because I got a key for Steam. So I'm like, oh, all these Oculus players are like, I'll see you in the middle. Uh, never heard. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and the, that's exactly right, because we we were playing through some of those. And there was one actually person that was like, send us a friend request if you feel like it, because you were pretty fun. Um, And they actually did. That was that was the only time in recent history i've ever like said hey let's let's hang out again right i don't yeah. remember the last time that's happened in an online game on any platform probably an mmo because <laughs> that is the type of like you know you not only did you like establish like a, a connection with this person but if you beat the boss you were like okay the amount of trust and establishment i put into this person was well rewarded like you've already built trust with a random stranger. And the fact yeah. that a video game could do that is it's still incredible to this day. It, yeah. It's fantastic. Yep. And Demio did it great. And I'm I'm already craving the next, you know, yes. story <laughs> DLC. Like I'm it's disgusting how much I want it. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question for you. I, I like your you have a positive outlook and you seem like you're looking for the good soul. Let me know if I'm the asshole in this scenario. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> so, so with Demio, like my only, it's not a complaint and it has nothing to do with the game, but that game, like we've had, we've met a lot of awesome people, but it brings out the know-it-alls. Yes. Yes. Like that is the one thing, like I just ended up kicking people. I, I feel like an asshole, but it's like, okay, you join someone else's room. Online etiquette dictates, you know, you 
kind of let them call the shots or, hey, if they ask you a question, uh, fine. But don't like, OK, if you do this and then that guy will do that and then my turn, I'm going to kill that guy. And it's like and they go run off every single turn. It's like, I can't take this. Like, that is the only issue I've had with that game. <laughs> I was in a situation where I think I was playing a wizard. And I, I just I moved. I like had an extra turn action. So I just moved in. I punched uh, a rat or whatever and then the dude was like oh man i was gonna throw my spear right there and i was like one you didn't tell me and then two he did it anyways it killed me <laughs> and it yeah and i think that's the other balance right like you want a game where i i want to get in with these people and i want to figure it out together yeah right. after a certain point especially if it's like a random queue situation you're going to come up with people who who don't know what they're doing and maybe they don't have the best skills to follow the people who do know what they're doing. And no. I, I, I 100% agree with you. Like I try, I, I personally try to be like, cause I, I know exactly I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. Please stop. Just listen, just listen to me. <laughs> and like, I immediately just want to like boot them and like get anybody yeah. else. Yeah. If, uh, if you, I try to take the time and be like, hey, if you did this, maybe that'll work out better. And, you know, yeah. it, it works half the time. We, we, I mean, I don't mind new people at all. Like, I love, like, if they ask a question, like, hey, I, you, here's an idea or you can do this. But Wookie and I, this is so out of character for us. Like, we were, one of our first open rooms, we had two younger children somehow, you know. And we stuck it out through the whole thing with them until they left, but it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> but we were trying to be nice and just, they, you know, they were excited and it's like, I'm glad to see the enthusiasm, but God damn, quit screaming in my ear. <laughs> I and, I, and I think if you remember that, I think that is just going to not only benefit your gameplay in future stuff, but future, you know, yeah. gamers. But the you know we we don't have to keep talking about demo but when we had we were talking to tommy on the pod, podcast it was like i'm like thank you because you know you, you maybe you've heard the episode but wookie and i are brothers we've been gaming together for like 30 plus years we don't talk a lot when just him and i are playing something and it's very strange to people even like cooperative crap like we don't have to communicate we pretty much just know what's going on it's bad because like we forget to clue into other people yes. other people are like what <laughs> we'll fall twins into, like, are telekinetic <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll fall into squad tactics like pg will take point and i'll just be walking backwards in the hallway and i'll just be like tell me when you turn you know like we're just covering stuff and it's just it makes sense yeah. but you forget to talk and then you try to talk to other people and they're like i'm not learning no lingo right yeah I'm like, like i'm not in your vibe i don't know what's <laughs> happening <laughs> i told you to watch bacon that means yeah. watch my ass they're like i don't get it like it's bacon it's somebody's ass it's funny <laughs> but demio was the is the first game that forced us to like actually communicate and strategize like uh, the first playthrough video we, we were lucky enough to record early and release on release day got a lot of views and a couple of people were like that's really neat how you go through that stuff and it was just him and i and we cleared it out we we're just calling shots like you're playing pool almost like you know Mad in corner pocket, bam, he's dead. So <laughs> right, yeah, but I, it, it hasn't happened forever, and I'm just yeah. so is so shocked by that. There's like a and that and that's another thing MMOs struggle to do, and like most like video games that try to incorporate multiplayer is like okay, too many games try to do all of it, so they're like 
I want this experience to have players have to work together. But then they also want it to be if that person doesn't have anyone to play with, they can do it themselves. Mm-hmm. But then it also becomes like, well, then why do they need other people? And I, I think Demio did a great job with that. You know, like yeah. you can play by yourself and you can get through it. It's not as fun, like especially you no. only really get like the stuff for one character. And yeah, that is kind of like, Ugh, damn it. <laughs> and you can make it work and, and have the experience, but it, it makes you want to play with other people. And yeah. I, I, that's what every game struggles to do is like make a game that multiple people play and make you want to play with other people, especially when the Internet can be children or knuckleheads <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's a long time since I've just wanted to go in an open like lobby and Demio's done that. Like I play a lot of GTA yeah. five, haven't in a while. New updates come in the summer, maybe I might try it. But like you can't play in an open lobby in that game. No. Yeah. It's just like uh and it's uh I was meeting up with um shoot, I can't remember their name, but a couple of the more known people in the VR circles to play a Star Trek bridge crew a while back. <laughs> and uh, I remember I was just waiting for him. So I was kind of lobby hopping, just seeing what was up. And I was sitting in a lobby and this guy and I were talking and this I don't, kid popped in and it was so funny. Like you saw him pop in and just right away, like, don't boot me, don't boot me, don't boot me. <laughs> like, I'm not annoying. Oh. <laughs> Oh, he's like, man. I just sound, I just sound like a girl. That's all. He's like, I'm cool. I'm like, I felt so bad, but I got yeah. it, you know. <laughs> and that's the thing too. I saw something really disturbing on like a Facebook forum, and it was like unpopular opinion. I think games should cost more, so less children will play, you know, mature games or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second, you're basically saying you don't want kids to play video games, <laughs> like. <laughs> well, and- I think as we've grown the culture, because like that culture has ground grown around us. Yeah. So then we forget that video games should be for kids because it's brought us so much joy. Why wouldn't we also want it for, you know, the younger generation? Yeah. And I just want a good filter. So <laughs> yeah, sure. To, to separate age. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to do that stuff because like I would never go on a cruise, but I've thought about going on a Disney cruise because I hear they segregate the kids away from the parents. So the parents get the vacation too. And I'm like, I would just do that. I'll like, just go on a carnival cruise. No but, parent in their right mind would bring a children to one of those. <laughs> I've heard horror stories though, but it's like you go on a carnival cruise and there's kids running all over, tripping over you, whatever. But if you go on the Disney one, again, I don't want to go to Disney without by myself without children. Cause that would be weird at my age, but like going on the Disney cruise and just staying on the adult side with never seeing a kid. I'm like, well, I get it. But I don't want to deprive these kids of it. But I also don't want to. I don't want to hear all the swear words they just learned. Yeah. <laughs> and like the highest tenor or yeah. pitch, like, oh, ears bleeding. Yeah, it's hard, man. And like, again, because we grew gaming grew up around us and with us, we are kind of the first generation of people who now have to deal with. Like mm-hmm. being an adult and dealing with younger people in your game. <laughs> And like I, I think we're all just still figuring it out, especially in I the VR a, space. I want like a tip jar app. So like if I'm playing with children, it's fine, but I need babysitting wage. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Those, those <laughs> kids that jumped into the Demio match. We were like, I don't remember his name, but it was like, 
dragon butt calm down please stop talking let the other guy talk because one of them left because he just made a huge ass of himself right one of them left and did that and then somebody else came in who was kind of like he seemed cool he might have even been the one guy we invited to like ask for friend invite because he seemed cool and he was trying to talk and i think it was his first time mm-hmm. but he was asking questions and then that other kid wouldn't shut up or like dragon butt calm down this guy's talking like we're trying to take just shut up just just <laughs> for five seconds um <laughs> Go wild when it's your turn, but when it's not your turn, yeah. and I think at one point, didn't his dad like? You could hear him yelling like, "Quiet mm-hmm. the hell down up there!" <laughs> We're like, "Ah, you got yelled at." You know, like. That is kind of this joy of of gaming with the rando kids. Yeah. Just to see your yeah. parents yell at them. You miss you miss the stuff, but it's also like you should never have everything go completely your way because life is in the random moment. So I'm glad that that exactly happened, but and it's like, also like, ugh. Especially as, like, we learn the ins and outs of, like, for instance, Demio levels. Like, then the challenge becomes working with random people. Because <laughs> mm. you know what to do. You know how to take care of everything. But you know you need the help of other people to do it as well. Oh, yeah. and then that becomes the boss, is literally your teammates. But PJ, yeah, I think yes. you were onto a really good idea. Like babysitting money but like (laughs) in game so i think they should have an age like you have to put your age and if you are like under a certain age the other players in your lobby get extra gold at the end of the level yes something (laughs) maybe i don't know right (laughs) some mmos do have like the mentor thing we can look look up but that's just for new players i want literally like yeah i think um i've been known to have like a quick temper and i'll like what like yell at myself and maybe other people well back in the in the long long ago while we we're playing games and one guy that always was a part of our crew is like niece or ne- no his nephew and some kids from his family he was having them playing as a count and they were being so stupid i remember what i said i said some cocky mean thing and he's like dude these are my kids yo and i'm like <laughs> they're fucking dumb <laughs> i was like i shouldn't have said that yeah Shows how immersed you were. They weren't children. They were your fellow comrades. (laughs) There's a reason why they've got C4 stuck to their ass, because I'm watching them. (laughs) Um, Because it's, yeah, like, you know, Wookiee's going to need a little bit more, uh, what's the, reimbursement if he's got to put up. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, uh, I've worked many years as um, the theme park entertainment Really? Entertainer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've worked uh, 10 years now as like a stilt walker actor stunt. Holy shit. Nice. Um, but especially at a theme park, you know, if you are portraying a character or something, parents will also think <laughs> you are a temporary babysitter. Uh-huh. Here, kids, go dance with Bumblebee. He'll take care <laughs> of you for 10 minutes or so. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty bad, and I don't get paid enough for it. That's yeah. like People that walk their pets and don't clean up after them. Yes, exactly. You just don't do it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm here to be, I'm here to entertain you, not to take care of your kids because you're tired of doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, if you have to do it in a gaming environment, I think there are ways to compensate you. And, and PJ, I think you're up to something. We should talk to some people and talk yeah, to the Oculus. Let's run with it. It's <laughs> for like games that are just squeezing out the the profit and the cookie cutters. They don't they don't really have all their people are like you know 
way over full utilization, so they don't have any mental bandwidth to come up with those cool features. But that is yeah. a really good idea. PJ's had some good ideas in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to Tommy yeah. Palm about Demio, and PJ's like, maybe you could paint your characters. And he's like, no, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. If you could sit there, like, waiting for, you know, someone else to join your room, like your friend's running 30 minutes late, and you're just sitting there, like, with a little VR paintbrush painting your character for, like, a custom skin. I was like, like... Um, I don't know what '90s comedian was that would like touch his forehead and stick his hands out. Like my mind is blown, but like I'm sitting here doing that while we're talking about it in the episode. Like I would do that for like four weeks straight, painting yeah. a character and like wiping it out. And like, nope, gotta redo that. The eyes well, are wrong or something. We have <laughs> game night, like Wookie and I. So all our friends and we're playing every Thursday. Now it's Demio night, so if you don't have nice. VR, sorry. But that would be a second game night for me. Like I would just hang out and talk and just paint a miniature that I can yeah. use in game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what makes I think that's what makes games, too, is, you know, World of Warcraft has been doing it for years by just giving you other stuff to do than the main thing of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, been... I, I think in Final Fantasy 10, I skipped school to play Blitzball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember 10. I, I played the was 11 the first MMO. I think it was 11. Yeah. Yep. We played the hell out of that one now. Yep. Oh, man. One of these days, one of these developers is going to be like, you know what, PG? That is a good idea. They're going to put it in their <laughs> game. They're going to make a bunch of money. And that's, that's, I think that's your guys' secret angle on this podcast. Yeah. Just getting, <laughs> getting shadow influence. Crap we yeah. want in games, put in games. I don't care if I get paid or not. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I do, but <laughs> it saves me some trouble or gets me some in game loot. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes when if you're that immersed you're like you know i will take that extra hundred gold and money like, to pay rent it's more important to me right now <laughs> the original yeah. xbox had voice morphing capabilities like if you could just take Robot. that little kid's screechy voice like i have nothing against kids i was a kid once but if you could just morph that into like anything else it'd be fine because <laughs> yeah, it had like the deep bass voice yeah, your your wife PJ, your ex wife now, she would yeah. put that on and it would sound like, "Hi kids, I'm home early." <laughs> and it was, so it was like, creepy, <laughs> creepy. But yeah, if you could apply that to other people in your playing, yeah. like unbeknownst to them, just to take that edge off, that would be because it was just like we were oh. talking. That kid was going on and on, and the other guy joined. We were just cracking jokes at his expense, way over his level, and we were all laughing. He didn't right. know what's going on. We were just yeah. having fun with it, making the best of a situation. But yeah, voice marker do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't know what's going on if, if they didn't even know they had it on yeah yep. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what are you guys laughing at <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, yeah man, that xbox yeah that old xbox had like the robot voice sound like someone was fucking your ear canal <laughs> wow you remember that i remember it i don't remember my ear canal being <laughs> when somebody would put that Restless. on and start talking it was like just like oh that's painful it's hilarious but it was like stop I think I remember it, but I don't think I ever like learned how to do it. Oh, yeah, it's just one of those things that should still be a thing. I, you should never take something out of like a console that's already been there. Like when the Xbox One launched and they had music streaming on the 360, you know, like it's gone. It's like why would you ever take something away? Or the picture yeah. in picture. Yeah, Come that's, on. that's always the worst thing. Is like when you, especially they do that a lot with sequels of games. Like I don't know if you ever played Dragon Age. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But like between Dragon Age one and two, like Dragon yeah. Age one, you got to pick a race, customize them, it's and then so Dragon good. Age two, they're like, "You're this dude. 
deal with it. You're like, what? <laughs> Why would you take away that feature yeah. that you probably spent a lot of money on in the first game? Yeah. This is could... not what I expect. <laughs> Wait for Cyberpunk and then have them put the character creator feature in there and uh, you never really see yourself. And it's kind of like, why did I, I I sit in character creators for way longer, like on launch day for a big game like Warcraft, you know, if, if Warcraft were launch right now and you, the three of us were going to play, I'd be like, I will see you next weekend because it will take me that long to pick a <laughs> class race and perfect. make them look how I want them. Yeah. So like sat there and fucking cyberpunk for like four hours. I don't know why. You oh, see yourself. It's like, oh, it's first person. Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk. It's another one that broke my heart. Yeah, me too. Is it a sci-fi thing? Is the sci-fi not work in video games? Is that what's happening? No, it no, should. People that just is don't. not it. That's the that's the limitless expanse. It's just I don't know. I um, they won me over with Witcher two and three, and then I was all in, and then now I'm just like exactly staring I think at the sci-fi Silent might be too expanseful. Like I think it's, no. it needs to be limited for you guys to get it right to to make the cyberpunk woes go away you guys need to look at the ascent coming out on the 29th of july on game pass for free it's like a an old third person D D game like with co-op but it's a cyberpunk okay. setting and it it looks amazing like, you gotta check it out i know it's not vr and this is a vr podcast but that's how good it is <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> and if you if you need someone to play with i'll be on it because okay it's just like those old D games where it's co-op and you know you run through the level and just shoot and melee crap and but it's nuts <laughs> i mean speaking of uh you know flat gaming in vr like i think you know demio has already done so well and then like i have a D group that i regularly play D with uh, not all of them are into vr and then like i think i showed it to them and like they're all really excited to play when the flat version comes out and like yeah if there's a session where we're missing someone we're just all going to jump in demio and Awesome. <laughs> I think that is going to, you know, I feel like Demi already has such a good reach and I feel like it's going to reach even farther. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping they, well, I know they're, you know, making bigger and better campaigns with a save feature, but I'm hoping like the party limit goes up and, you know, all yeah. that great stuff. I don't know if you saw, I think they posted like soon after they launched, but like, uh, like concept art of like additional mm -hmm. champions. Yeah, I lost my stupid mind, dude. Yeah, they all looked <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I want to be a necromancer so bad. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Well, yeah. we've gone well over our hour. Yeah, I, think I wouldn't mind keeping going, but I don't want to hold you up either. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys go because we'll just but, talk about is it'll be yeah. another Demio podcast, <laughs> and I think you, we've all talked about it enough. We'll have to. Sync up on a on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday or something yeah, and play some. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Do we have anybody like are we lining people up early for that PG or just taking whoever shows up? I've been taking whoever shows up, but um I think this tomorrow's Thursday, yeah. Um is it? Right? Yes. Uh yes. <laughs> That's the rumor. It's been weeks are hard. <laughs> we had um why are you gonna make me feel bad because I forget names? Uh, Simulation name. Nation, another VR podcast that we've we've collaborated <laughs> with. That guy it was funny. He messaged me and we're t he he was. I know we're trying to end this. I'll go real quick. You're fine. <laughs> he, he was on. You know, we had a podcast together, and um, 
he asked us our favorite games and his was half-life alex and i said i have it i haven't finished it i like it but it's not like the world-changing game i thought it was and like a month or two later he messaged me he's like i still he's like i'm literally losing sleep about you saying that He's like, can you explain? Because <laughs> I need to figure this out. Oh my out. god! Because <laughs> he just he just couldn't get it. But that's kind of how we started talking again. And then he's like, you know, I haven't played Demio yet. I'm gonna grab it. And then he grabbed it. He's like, yeah, you were right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was he's joining us one of these Thursdays. Um, but yeah, I always post on Twitter when, on a Thursday when we ha- we're about to hop in. So it's always right. open. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep an eye out for it for sure. That sounds awesome. I've even um, I've never done the virtual desktop to stream something to uh, Quest, but I really want to just, I don't stream that much on Twitch. It's usually just to keep funny clips, but I'm like, I kind of feel the need to share Demio with as much people as possible. Not that I have any sort of following, but it's like, well, this might be a reason to stream on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially when they start releasing new stuff and just new cards, possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we did one match. Somebody that one of those know-it-alls that we know was like telling us exactly how they did the whole thing and beat the boss hit point. And I'm like, well, we just went in and like halfway through the first two turn, one shot of the boss, and we weren't recording. And I was like, fuck. PJ's <laughs> next match, we walk in and we don't. Nobody else gets to use their action point. PJ just one shots the boss again. I'm like, we weren't recording that either. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that is my one gripe. I think the last boss should be immune to the coin flip. Yeah, that's yeah. my thing. <laughs> totally. Do you like, know if you're listening? That's the only make, complaint I have. I promise. Make it still <laughs> do something or like reduce the chances because it's like yeah, like a base twenty damage or something. Yeah. I had five saved up once. I bought two <laughs> oh thinking no, this be it, and I found three on my way through the second room. I was like, well, <laughs> I can't not win, right? First one got her. Uh, like, What's it's just it's God. it's epic and you laugh but that's also like yeah well because then if you actually take that boss like normally without using the coin flip yeah, it's, it's fun it gets yeah. heated, really fun. it's cool it's so dynamic it's actually like the pve where the environment actually makes like that's why people have to plan because you have no idea how this shit's going to go because it's all oh. the well balanced and random because it's like one 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 guy that you miss on one guy we had one video i think it was the the final video we took pj one yeah. guy i was like if i kill this guy we can you know make it into the door without having to kill anything else and we were getting the crap kicked out of us i missed and 20 minutes later we're still cleaning up crap trying to <laughs> yeah. get the door yeah. and it's like one one little coin flip or one little uh roll, die, roll of the dice and no matter how well you plan for it, we're just going to keep pushing about Demio. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like you could plan, you can have backup plans, and then you're like, oh, I didn't see that mystic in the shadow who just now yeah. teleported the boss behind me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. good. It constantly makes you <laughs> plan and think on your feet. And so good. Love it. Also, the yeah. set looks fantastic, PJ. I'm playing that with you. Yeah. Check it out. It's And it's free on Game Pass. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> But man, it's been awesome talking to you. And thanks again. Like you were scheduled to talk to us like what two months ago, and then something we had, like that. Yeah, <laughs> our grandma passed away, and I'm like, hey, can we yeah. bump this? And Sorry then um, something else happened. So you you've been awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, it's all man. It's I just I view this as especially with how laid back this podcast is. I was like, I'm just gonna get to talk to some dudes about VR who aren't gonna get sick of me talking about VR. So <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> we go off on such random topics. I think like cyberpunk came out when i was first you know just 
PJ's probably rolling his eyes when I was talking about it for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I go no, I remember that. I just shared that clip. That was when Adam Bombody was on with us. And you said <laughs> something about the class you took and I was making fun of you. And then she's yeah. like, yeah. And I just, oh, I just happened boy. upon that clip. So I shared it with her on Twitter and she laughed. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Fast yeah. forward like 14 days and I'm like, <laughs> Microsoft, you're going to refund this because this is a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> anyway. But yeah, this uh, for anyone listening, check out Jack Dude Gaming. I'll have the links in the show notes to your Twitter and YouTube. Your videos are great. You're fun to watch. Um, hmm. Keep it up. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. This was yeah. uh, this was everything I thought it'd be and more. Well, that's good. <laughs> Some days I'm like, how was that? I don't know. <laughs> You guys are doing it great. I love what you guys are doing here, and it's a nice. very chill way to to find out more about VR. It's I dig it. Nice, thank you. Appreciate it. Feedback is always good, good or bad. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks a lot for having me again. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah, no problem. Ditto. Have a great night, man. And you too. Take it easy, guys. Maybe see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye now. See ya. Well, listeners, that was Pony, a.k.a. Jackal Dude Gaming. Check out his YouTube stream. It's very entertaining, very fun to watch. All about VR, as you can tell. And maybe catch us playing Demio after this. <laughs> yeah, man. But I have been PJ. I'm Wookie. And this was our VR Verdict.